The Daily Rios for Tuesday, July 10th, 2012. Still at my parents' house, so you might hear some ambient noise in the background as I record today's episode. And today's episode is titled, 10 Tweet Tuesday, where I'm going to take a look at 10 different tweets in a 10-hour period from various people that I follow online. But before we do that, I just want to uh, give a quick, real quick uh, update. Uh, I've been getting this question a lot, uh, asking if I'm going to have an RSS feed for the Daily Rios. An RSS feed meaning, uh, you know, a, a feed that connects to iTunes so that it can download automatically onto people's iPods or iPhones or whatever. Uh, and yes, that I will have an RSS feed. I'm still working to get the website going, and uh, once that's going, uh, everything else will fall into place. So it will happen. But in the meantime, just follow my Tumblr, peterjohnrios.tumblr.com, or follow me on Twitter, at uh, peterjrios. And uh, the links that are on the Tumblr site uh, go to archive.org, uh, where I dump all the episodes uh, for free, and they're easy to download or listen to right there. So, yes, RSS feed definitely coming. Uh, give me another week or so as I get the website going, and also as I work on uh, getting some logos and things like that. So, 10 Tweet Tuesday, what is it? Basically what I'm doing is at the top of each hour, in a 10-hour period, I'm going to take a look at Twitter, see if there's anything that jumps out at me that I can talk about, or something that might be of interest to pass along, some kind of information. It might be comics, it might not be comics. Um, Just, uh, you know, just some random quick hits of some topics that I think might interest me, or might stir some conversation. Let me put it that way. I always like things that stir conversation. So uh, that's what uh, 10 Tweet Tuesday is going to be about. I'm not going to do it every Tuesday, but I thought it might be fun to do this Tuesday. Because really, Twitter is what I use to get a lot of my news, actually. Uh, Links to other websites, uh, people talking about some book that's coming out, or projects that they're working on. I don't don't follow many creators. Um, I actually follow more... Listeners from uh, back in the Comic Geek Speak days, or some friends, and, and a few creators here and there. But I am by no means uh, a creator whore. I don't, I don't really want to follow them, I, unless it's someone that I'm really interested in, interested in their work. But I don't need to hear their thoughts on, on certain things, especially some of the larger creators that are a lot more uh, noise to signal. So that's what it's about. So why don't we dig it? Tweet! So I stepped outside because there was some noise going on indoors. So you're going to hear some background noise, some birds, some cars, maybe some people walking by every now and then. I really do feel like Derek Coward of Comic Book Noise he records a lot outside, so uh, we'll see We'll see how this sounds. First up, 9.07 a.m. This is from Mr. Chris Parton, at Chris Parton. And uh, he writes here, Awesome, a new Star Wars Agent of the Empire miniseries. I really enjoyed the first one. Jahan Cross is a great new Star Wars character. And I haven't finished that miniseries from Dark Horse just yet. I believe it was five issues. But the premise and a lot of the promo art and a lot of the early solicitations made it feel like it was a DC sci-fi 50s romp mixed with Star Wars. If anybody remembers the character of Star Hawkins, 
He was actually published by National Comics, but uh, which was DC Comics, and he had a robotic sidekick named Ilda, and uh, that that whole thing of this sort of bounty hunter slash space detective with a robot sidekick was kind of like an early premise to uh, the Star Wars book. And whether it was whether it turns out that way or not, I mean, it just it just was the early the early premise was interesting to me. So, to find out that there's going to be another one, awesome. So cool with that. All right, at the 10 o'clock hour, Jeff Lemire writes, uh, and you can find his Twitter, at Jeff Lemire, and he says, Heading to San Diego Comic-Con tomorrow for preview night. My full signing and panel schedule is up on my blog. And his blog is jefflemire.blogspot.com, where he will have a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh, Definitely check out the spotlight on Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire, two fantastic creators uh, and writers who are joining together to get some really great stuff out of their particular universes, uh, Swamp Thing and, and uh, Frankenstein and um, Batman and Animal Man. So check that out. And then check out all the rest of where he's going to be and see what he has there. Any kind of promo material, but I know you can get books as well, of the new, newest Jeff Lemire work, uh, The Underwater Welder. So check that out. Let's go to the 11 o'clock hour. This is 11, 11 a.m. from DCB Service at DCB Service. Uh, It says, join us tonight at 12.01 a.m. for the Image Comics Walking Dead 100 release party. We will have all covers available. So if you're in anywhere where DCBS has their uh, main brick-and-mortar store, check out their Walking Dead 100 party. I have to imagine there's other local comic shops that are having the same party because this is going to be huge Walking Dead 100 I'm already seeing people who have read it and who are talking about it and apparently there's all kind of craziness coming down so if you're anywhere near DCBS by all means check out the release party if you're at any com- if you're any near any local comic shop see if they have a release party and go get your Walking Dead 100 uh, I am way behind on that series but how can you ignore this it's going to be huge so if you're still reading it, check it out. From noon, this is from MJ at MJ underscore Starchild with an E, Starchild with an E. And she posts at 12.02, Wow, today is Nikola Tesla Day. He's my favorite inventor. Poor guy, how dare people steal his patents. It is his birthday today. The sad part about it is the only thing I know from Nikola Tesla is from entertainment. First off, the Christopher Nolan movie Prestige, which was amazing. From comic books, uh, from Atomic Robo, and from the Marvel series Shield by Jonathan Hickman, with amazing art by Dustin Weaver, and all three of those obviously have Nikola Tesla in them as a character. So uh, a character, a historical figure that I probably sh- should know more about. I also know he's in. I believe he's also in Matt Fraction's Five Fists of Science graphic novel. That was one of his, one of his earlier works that really sort of put him on the map. So. Um, you know, happy birthday to Nikola Tesla. All right, from the 1 o'clock time slot, this is a 111 from at Tom Caters. And he, ha- he just wrote a simple little tweet that says, this is actually pretty cool. Provided a link to something called stoneskippingrobot.com. So- from Sun Valley, Idaho, presents Skippy the Stone Skipping Robot. Skippy lets you skip a stone on a mountain lake right from your computer. It's the next next best thing to being there. Control the angle and power, watch it in real time, then share the video wherever you like. And it is actually a robot that they've configured 
to throw, toss a stone across a little bit, little pond, little lake, and uh, it, you can watch it. You can watch it as it goes. And I was going to go try it, but the uh, the queue, the line for all the people that were going to try to skip a stone, was really long. So you just sort of have to sign up, and and you can watch it. Uh, there's a webcam. I don't know if it's there all t- day, 24 hours, but how awesome is that? So, you know, Tom turning us on to a pretty interesting, fun, silly, time-wasting site. So check it out. From the 2 o'clock hour, Philadelphia Magazine, at Philly Mag, 205, they write, What's eating clean? At Be Well Philly's health coach has the deets on her diet. There's a lot of uh, diet coaches who tell you what to do, but then you always sort of wonder what are their practices, and that's what that article is about. They they ask them uh, questions about basically, well, what do you eat? You know, how do you confront your diet? And uh, uh, this may sound a little weird to talk about, but I mean, it is something I, I sort of think about uh, every now and then. I don't, I'm not a health nut. I'm not a vegetarian or anything like that. But uh, I do, I am trying to eat a little bit better and uh, tone up and lose some weight here and there. And, uh, and it's been working great. You know, I, I feel better than I ever had been working out. Um, I did a cleanse a couple years ago that I wrote about uh, that actually, for me, worked very well. A 10-day master cleanse uh, that my, one of my old co-hosts on CGS got me into and also my roommate at the time, the co-host being Kevin. Um, you know, did this awesome cleanse and lost like 15 pounds and my face cleared up and I felt great and I was eating better, I slept better, my digestive system was better. And the main thing, and I who knew that this was going to happen, but I actually got rid of my asthma for a good two to three years. And I've had asthma since I was 10, taking medicines, taking pills, taking Advair, taking uh, any all kind of inhalers. And it actually got rid of, it sort of, I guess, reset my system and got rid of my asthma. So I thought that was huge. I mean, that's just, you know, an added bonus out of doing the the master cleanse. And, you know, I know it's not going to work for everybody, but for me, it was huge. So I kind of enjoy when I, when I hear, um, read about other people's diets or whatever. And, and, uh, I sort of always want to catch up on what they're what they're thinking, and I, and for some reason I can't actually bring it up now because uh, the website's not working for some reason. But for me personally, I cut out a lot of sugar, a lot of sodas, a lot of dairy, a lot of I I don't really even drink milk anymore unless I'm eating cereal. I gave all that up. My one downfall is is, is sugar in in the form of candy, but. Uh, cutting out grains, cutting out white grains especially, white rice and white bread uh, in, in incredible moderation. Cutting out cheeses uh, as much as I can, but definitely cutting out milk. Uh, huge. It's huge for your diet, especially as an asthmatic. Last thing you want is milk. You don't want a lot of processed food. You don't want a lot of fast food. Uh, a lot of beef you want to try to stay away from. Uh, and you need stuff that, that, that's not going to con- congest you. So I thought it was an interesting article, and as I said, for some reason I can't bring it up, so screw them. Next up from the 3 o'clock hour, and uh, this is just, this is really kind of sad and tragic and horrible, and it was kind of the big news for the day. Obviously San Diego Comic-Con is going on, and even though it's Tuesday, there there are already some panels and 
that people are lining up for. And the big one, obviously, is Hall H, where the big Twilight panel is going to happen. And, uh, well, I'll just read what's going on here. This is from ScreenCrush.com. Uh, and this is from, there were a whole slew of people who were tweeting about this. So this isn't from anybody in particular. It says that around 9.20 this morning, the woman uh, that uh, that was killed in this accident was crossing the street in a hurry when she stumbled and fell. She was hit by an oncoming Subaru and suf- suffered uh, severe head injuries. She tried to run across Harbor Street, tried to stop when she saw an oncoming, oncoming car, but ended up tripping into the car. Something about they were moving the line and she was trying to make sure she got her spot. Uh, she was a 53-year-old woman. It's sad for a number of reasons. You know, first off, that, that it happened. Also sad that, you know, they're trying to make a point that it was a Twilight fan. But really, this could have been anybody. I mean, the, 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 the sort of craziness that conventions bring out in people, the, the carelessness, you know, the, just the overly excited nature of, of being at this kind of show is not, it doesn't matter what you enjoy. Everybody has felt it, whether you're a Twilight fan, whether you're a comic book fan, whether you're, an, whether you're trying to get an Adam Hughes sketch when he used to try to, when he used to make people run through hoops to get a sketch from him. I mean, there's a lot of craziness that goes on at these conventions in that regard. A lot of hoops that people have to jump through to go to a panel, to get an exclusive. You could laugh at, at this Twilight that she's a Twilight fan, but how many people go nuts for DC uh, direct exclusives at San Diego? And you got to line up at a certain time, and you got to be there and rush to the booth. I mean, this is not no, nobody's a stranger to this mentality. And unfortunately, this is something that I think San Diego is really going to need to take a look at. And all conventions, what can you do to cut down this kind of manic behavior that is that is that that gets put into people? I mean, you put a number of people in a line, in a room, in a group, and they're all sort of eager to get something. I mean, there's an energy that's going to happen there. I think they should just have to look at how they do panels. Uh, make the companies sell tickets on their website or to the panels or send out first-come, first-serve uh, tickets or something. I mean, something has to change. And if nothing changes because because of this, that's going to be really sad. I mean, this was somebody's mother. It could have been somebody's grandmother. It could have been somebody's sister, daughter, whatever, this is what happens. I've been to San Diego twice. I know this kind of energy, this manic craziness. And it goes on at any convention. I can't imagine it's not going to put a little bit of a downer on the, on the show for this week. I certainly hope uh, you know, San Diego does something in response to this. Um, it's, I don't have all sort of my thoughts pared down on this, but I, I just think it's, it, it is a problem. I have talked about it before, about the way certain creators, publishers conventions, etc., put people through hoops to try to, to try to get something that they really, really want. And it's all to create excitement. And this is the kind of stuff that can happen. Don't think that this is a one-off thing. I mean, last year, uh, was it last year or the year before that, someone got stabbed in an eye at, at a panel, poked in the eye with a pen because of an argument, who knows, probably about seating. So this is not an isolated incident, and it's certainly not a twilight incident. It is a convention incident uh, that everybody can share and I just hope I just hope something comes out of it because I think it's really kind of sad. So, um, all right. Uh, so let's go on four o'clock. Uh, this is from at Charles Forsman, uh, four hundred seven. Look, interested in subscribing to all of Oily Comics? You can now do this at oilycomics.com. 
Uh, it's Oily Comic Books and Zines, where you can join by up to July 31st by using a subscription, either a three-month subscription for $30 or a six-month subscription for $50, and you'll get publications that are released in a certain period. Uh, you'll get a membership card, you get a button, you get a patch, depending on what level you subscribe to. So if you go to oilycomics.com and you check out the list of creators and you check out the work and it's something you like, how about supporting them? They're really trying to do something new uh, for themselves here and they're a micro-publisher of many comics. Certain they could use the support and I think this is an interesting way of doing it. The other creators are Melissa Mendez, Max D. Radiguez, Jessica Campbell, Dane Martin, Andy Burkholder, Garen Cockle, uh, and of course Charles Foreman. Forsman. So check it out at uh, oilycomics.com if that sounds interesting. All right, two more here. This is around the 5 o'clock hour. Brian Wood, at Brian Wood. He says, Star Wars. So this is a thing that's happening. And you click the link to his Tumblr, and it says, as announced earlier, I'm writing an ongoing Star Wars book for Dark Horse. Not just any Star Wars book. This will be called Star Wars, just very simply Star Wars, and will be set in the original trilogy using the classic characters and we'll pretend like it's 1977 and no other films were ever made or books ever written aside from A New Hope. Uh, Carlos Danda is on art, and Alex Ross is on the covers. There'll be more information as it goes on, but Lucasfilm apparently asked for Brian Wood personally, and he says here it, it was too irresistible a job to pass. It'll launch sometime in December or January, and he writes, Oh yeah, Leia's an X-Wing pilot. This is two Star Wars topics today, and I'm not, you know, the hugest Star Wars fan, but this is really interesting. Now, obviously, Marvel has been doing a lot of those. Well, they, they did anyway. Remember those Forever books where they were bringing a creator back to a series, and it was with the X-Men, X-Men Forever. They brought Chris Claremont back to where he actually left the book the first time back in 91 or 92, whenever it was, and had him start right from there with that continuity, just ignoring everything that came after and just writing an X-Men book that he wanted to write. And uh, they've been doing it at IDW with G.I. Joe, brought him Larry Hama, brought him back, uh, picked up at the end of the Marvel run, uh, and said, here, write your continuity again. I think it was like issue 155 and a half that he jumped on. And it was like going back to that old continuity again. And this is kind of, there's an element of all that in this. But with Brian Wood, I mean, again, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I pick up random miniseries here and there. But this, as he's, this is hard to ignore. I mean, this is huge. T being able to take it in any direction that I guess he wants to with, while working with LucasArts, I have to imagine. And there's two little sub-points to this that I, I want to bring up. First off, at the Chris Snell, uh, one of the, and I, I'm fairly certain Chris is listening to the Daily Rios, uh, he writes, this will be my first ever Dark Horse book, which I find amazing. So Chris, I can't believe you've never read another Dark Horse book before. So if you are listening, send me uh, uh, a Twitter message, a direct message, and let me know that you heard this, because I'm going to send you some, some random Dark Horse comics that I have that I think you'll enjoy. Since you've never read a Dark Horse book before, I'm going to send you, you know, like two or three books, uh, and uh, totally on me, because I, I think there's some other books out there that you, you'll really enjoy, and hopefully that'll steer you to read some other Dark Horse books, because they're a great publisher. Now, secondly, I do have to say this, though. One other thing that Brian Wood said on his, on his Twitter, he said, uh, let me also say it's a rare pleasure to get a project announced properly, 
one that Bleeding Cool didn't manage to ruin first. I'm certainly not going to always stick up for Bleeding Cool, and I understand his point that, you know, this came out, this news came out of an announcement, not out of something that, you know, Rich Johnson at Bleeding Cool just said, hey, as a heads up, this is going to happen. But I have to say, I do get a lot of news from Bleeding Cool, and I always find it interesting that when I get that news, about two hours later, the other websites also report that news. So you know there are a lot of people who are taking a look at what Bleeding Cool is doing. And if they aren't taking a look at what they're doing uh, immediately or, or, or from the website itself, they're using a lot of the tactics that he used. For example, um, uh, Rich likes to look at trademarks and copyrights that companies uh, apply for and, and to sort of see what's coming down the road. And now someone over at the beat just started doing that. Now, that just to me just sounds very iffy. And you just have to go, you know, if you're, if you're just stealing the news, that's kind of bad. I know everybody uses the same, you know, RSS thing and they try to get the same Google alert and whenever whatever it has to deal with comics. So you'll see a lot of news stories permeating uh, a lot of comic sites. But, I, I, and again, I get what Brian Wood is coming from. However, I, I also think that Bleeding Cool does, uh, does, does an important job every now and then. Um, and by the way, there, there is a San Diego panel uh, this week sometime. I don't even know when it is. But it's called... Let me pull it up for a second. Uh, the Bleeding Alliance of Beat Reporters. And it's... Uh, I'll read the blurb here. It says, Andy Cowrie of Comics Alliance, Rich Johnson of Bleeding Cool, Heidi McDonald of The Beat, and Tom Spurgeon of The Comics Reporter represent the four most influential and popular blogs in the comics industry. Yeah, I take issue with that. Uh, join them for a one-time-only chat about the changing role of comic news, how they run their sites, what makes news, blah, 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 blah. You know, I personally think it should be four-man enter, one-man one leaves, and my money would be on Rich Johnson because out of the other three, I could give a shit about any of them. Um, you know, originally this was, this was supposed to be Laura Hudson of Comics Alliance, uh, but they changed it to Andy Cowrie, who one point complained that was he they weren't getting support for something on Comics Alliance and I kinda threw out there that, you know, if you poke fun at your readers or you poke fun at people who read mainstream mainstream comics a lot and then you turn around and try to get their support on something, well what do you expect? Uh certainly Heidi McDonald of, of the Beat, the Beat has certainly tanked in the in the past couple years. Another site that every now and then likes to poke fun at mainstream or just sort of poke at mainstream but, man, are they covering the mainstream like nobody's business these days. You know, I mean, before Watchmen articles and uh, AVX articles and Marvel Now articles, you know, obviously to get hits. That's what all this is. They're all trying to get hits. But it just feels very hypocritical. And, uh, you know, the comics reporter, same thing. A lot of his interviews, he talks to really great creators. And a lot of times it's like it's an agenda because he really wants to get their thoughts on some something that DC did or something that Marvel did and... He wants them to rip on him because, you know, that's what he enjoys, I guess. I don't know. So, all that's a very superficial, general uh, commentary on, on some of these uh, sites. But I'm sure I'll have more to say in other episodes. But if uh, that interests you, go in there, support Rich Johnson, because out of all of them, he's the only one that I really even uh, pay any attention to anymore. And finally, at the 6 o'clock hour, uh, you know, <laughs> I almost hate to end with this, but this struck me as so weird. And uh, it's from at Brian M. Bendis. Yes, Mr. Brian Michael Bendis. And I, I have to imagine this has to be a joke of some kind, because, or maybe it's not. I mean, I don't get it either way. 
but he writes here, It takes a lot for me to call a girl an asshole, but dressing up as a supporting character from Sucker Punch does it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen Sucker Punch. I certainly didn't enjoy it. But I'm not gonna call I'm not gonna call out somebody just because of their choice of cosplaying. You know, what does that mean? I don't get that. I mean, again, was this a joke? I don't get why he would write I think it's really that's what you're gonna complain about? I mean, this is a man who doesn't even go to conventions anymore. He says he's retired from conventions. What do you what do you care what people dress up as? I just don't get that. I don't know, maybe he maybe he wants girls to dress as, you know, bent over a bed and getting ass rammed. Maybe that's what he wants. I'm just thinking about that image. There you have it. Uh, ten tweets for Tuesday. It was kind of fun putting it together throughout the day. And uh, I might do it again sometime down the road. Tomorrow's episode will be a look at New Comics Wednesday. So uh, come back for that. And as I said before, there will be an RSS feed. It'll be coming eventually. Uh, but, uh, you know, by all means, go check out the, the links and if you want to get a hold of me, I'm at Peter J. Rios on Twitter. You can direct message me there or even just regular message me. Uh, you could also go to Tumblr and ask. There's an ask button there. And uh, that's you don't have to join up or anything. You could do it anonymously. Uh, if you know my email, by all means, send me an email. If you know my email address, eventually I'll link one up to my website whenever, that, uh, whenever I get that going. But otherwise, that is it. I'm out. I'm about ready to go eat some white rice and some Spam. Mmm, Spam. Mmm, love Spam. See you tomorrow. Wonderful spam, wonderful spam, wonderful spam, wonderful spam, wonderful spam.